You're listening to the American Window Cleaning Magazine podcast. We are uh, graced with the presence today of Jersey Josh, a contributing writer to the AWC Magazine. Josh, welcome aboard today. Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> I like that. Pre- uh, uh, with my presence, I feel very special. We're, we're graced, yes, with your, yeah, just yeah. your very presence. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Hey, Josh, uh, as many of you may not know, but Josh is a uh, contributing writer to the AWC. You're going to see him under uh, Jersey Josh. And on the last episode of the magazine, uh, you got to see him on this page here about selling packages. And what we've been trying to do with AWC TV is just try to highlight some of our writers and let you know and see some of their background so that when you're reading information about them, uh, you get a chance to... uh, uh, just kind of know who they are, but also know that they've been in the business. They know what they're talking about, and it's credible information. So uh, we appreciate you being on today, Josh. Definitely. Thanks for having me. So tell the uh, everybody at home uh, a little bit about your background. Uh, ha- I mean, you're not just a pretty face. You you actually have been in the business. You you uh, you did window cleaning. Just walk us through your career a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So uh, about 15 years ago, started my company. Uh, as a um, kind of one-man show for a whole job and then decided I wanted employees. And that, that's how it kind of came off. Then I got, got an employee and then needed to get work for the employee. So that's kind of how I started. I kind of slung shot myself faster into the industry, but I've been in it for about 15 years. Uh, finally sold my company. Uh, we were in a buyout. So I sold it as of, as of September 1st of this year. And now I do sales primarily with uh, content creation. So, yeah, and so and you also you were kind of um, you you had a business, and that all started 15 years ago in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, and that was a window cleaning operation, and you did some power washing up there as well. Then mm-hmm. you correct me if I'm wrong, but you sold that business and then moved to North Carolina, I think, and started another business. Yeah. So yes, that's what I thought uh, I knew and I thought I was good at and that's what I wanted to do. And in Wisconsin, we were a window cleaning company that did pressure washing. When I came down south, there's a lot more green and more pressure washing. So we were a pressure washing company that did window cleaning. And uh, when I moved, I was consulting still. I had a four-year consulting thing set up with the person who bought my business. So I was doing that regularly. Um, it was still new when we moved. So it was about once a week I was doing that on top of calls and emails and things. I had my window cleaning and pressure washing company here in North Carolina. And then I also was doing uh, sales with WCR. And um, it was too much stuff to not give any of it uh, 100% of my attention. So uh, I had to do the consulting and with the window cleaning I decided that after about a year, okay, you know what, I'm going to sell that side of that one again and just stick to just the uh, sales and and product specialist side of things. So yeah, I did. I I had two companies at one time in two different states, which was awesome. Starting a second one was so much faster than starting the first one because you kind of already knew. Uh, But it was fun to have that exciting starting, you know, when you start a company, it's exciting when you get your first route job, you know, when you get your first like thousand dollar, you know, check in the new side, you're excited again, where when you do something for so long, you know, we were running 10 employees and, you know, it was was an operation where it was fun, 
but you've been there, done that, you know, you've had the large jobs, you've had the, there was no new things anymore in the old business. So it was nice. It was fun. It was exciting, but it just became kind of too much stuff. And I was, um, I was more or less stressing myself out unnecessarily. So that's kind of why I got rid of the one here. So yeah, I'm officially not a window cleaner as of right now. I don't clean windows except for my own every now and then. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're out of the business. All right. Well, not out of the business, but you're out of the, uh, the actual cleaning and parts of that. Yep. Question. So you started your business in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You moved in to North Carolina. You started a business there. So where does this name Jersey Josh come from? <laughs> yeah, so um, this is probably 10 years ago. It was actually at the IWCA show. I had met uh, Chris and Alex for the first time who live in Jersey. And back then, if you remember, they were really Jersey, like, you know, how you doing, like Jersey, Jersey. <laughs> and uh, we were talking and they said, well, you're more Jersey than we are because I had, I guess, my hair done. I don't It was how I was acting. I was tan. I don't know what the deal was. And for some reason, Alex just kept calling me Jersey and it just kind of stuck. And I did a show called the Mullen Jersey show and we needed something kind of catchy. So we brought back that kind of name more popular and people just call me it. So it stuck. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of the brand, I guess. That's as weird right. as it sounds. <laughs> so it's just uh, just some nickname. And what I like, too, is it's not just a name. I, this icon is really cool. So in, in the magazine, let me find it here. Yeah, this icon right here where it's the glasses, sunglasses, and just the head and the fade. Um, that's, uh, when I see that, I mean, I automatically think uh, Jersey Jack. So nice, nice job on the branding there. Yeah, it's just like your business. You know, you try, to, you try to brand it so it goes a certain way. And you can do that as your person, too. You're always selling yourself just as much as you're selling anything else. Yeah. Uh, you know, we appreciate your writing uh, very much in the AWC magazine. So, it, but it, it lends some credibility there as well, because when, when a person reads the article, they know that it's not, you're, you're not a marketer. You're not trying to necessarily sell a product. When you read a Jersey Josh article, um, you've probably had some success with the things you're talking about. Yeah. We hope. Well, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Kind of the fun side of it too is, is that being that I'm still in the industry, just on other sides of it, writing like that, I can tell stories of things that I've actually done as opposed to, you know, this is what I've heard happens. It, I can actually kind of tell stories from what I've done. And being that I've been kind of submersed in the industry for so long, it, it just, it's nice to be able to do what I know but yet different sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you do get, uh, speaking from experience as well, because I spent some time on the distributor side as well, but you get a really well-rounded view of the whole industry. Uh, the only other thing I think you could add would be the manufacturing side, which I don't think any of us have necessarily delved in too much, but uh, that, would, that would be the, like the complete. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. But I mean, that, that, then you'd see everything from the industry, but uh, definitely... Uh, some good background stuff. So, um, so we really appreciate it. And so the now, uh, and, and this did take place over 15 years. So this isn't just something that happened. He didn't sell a business and become a multimillionaire and just start selling supplies. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that story that didn't happen there, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. So this, this happened over a period of time. Now you, uh, work with WCR and you're in, I would assume outside, outside sales, uh, inside sales, whatever, some sort of sales. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's what, what, 
one of the things that we do kind of at WCR2 is a lot of content creation. So uh, just like what you do, we're still trying to educate people, which is also a lot of fun. And that's really, you know, when you start doing window cleaning for the first couple of years, you're learning and learning and learning. And then all of a sudden somebody asks you for help and you're like, oh my gosh, this feels great. I'm helping somebody. So I get to kind of still now start new companies, but it's with other people. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And you get to see their, their experiences and their joys and their letdowns, uh, everything that comes with it um, as you're doing it. So that's yeah. cool. Any regrets on selling your business? No. So here's kind of, this is a, this is what I consider a business because people go, well, I'm not ready to sell. And you don't have to be, no one ever has to be right. But starting a business is like having a kid. Like when you first start it, it's an infant. It can't move. It can't walk. It can't eat. It can't do anything for itself. You have to be there a hundred percent of the time. Right. And it goes through childhood. Eventually it kind of can, you know, walk a little bit after a couple of years, it's kind of doing its own thing. And then eventually it turns into a teenager where you're just kind of done. You're just, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. This is different than what it was when I started, you know. And then eventually it gets married and goes off with somebody else. And that's kind of like selling a business. It's the whole round thing. So eventually you kind of feel that part where you're, you know what, I've been there, I've done that. It's not as exciting anymore. I want to let somebody else kind of have the business. And I don't have any regrets for it. It was an amazing journey and I learned a ton and, uh, I cried a lot and you know, there was the good and bad. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was definitely a, an amazing experience. Yeah. And just the challenges that are out there right now too. I mean, it's, it's, they're real. And as much as you, you know, everybody makes it sound like, you know, it's easy and it's your fault that, you know, there are labor problems. There are all these oh, yeah. issues that come with the, starting the business. I was with some window cleaners this week and um, uh, some bigger companies and we were talking about uh, labor issues, you know, and just, what it, what, what it used to be and what it is now and, and all these things. Crazy. And, and somebody looked at me once and they're, and they're like, so do you regret selling your business? I'm like, not with all this going on. No. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the thing, you know, that, uh, so again, my bio was about four years ago. So four years ago, we didn't have the Amazon to the level it is now where they will hire an un, uh, even uneducated. I don't know if they require, I think maybe just a high school education, if even that, but they'll hire uh, uh, untrained labor at $17 an hour to pull something off a shelf where I want somebody to work with their hands, right? Like everybody wants to work outside until they realize there's bugs and there's, you know, thorns and there's rain and there's heat and there's cold. I want somebody to work with their hands out there. And it's really, really hard because Amazon's like, or you could just pick stuff off a shelf and make more, you know? So right. it's, it's hard to pull people. Yeah, same thing in, in our market here where I'm at in Bloomington, Illinois, we're a college town. And the, the, you know, the young workers, if you will, they know that they can go wait tables and make 20 something dollars an hour. So you're not going to get them to do manual labor for 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, just not. And so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a hard. It's the people too, you know, there's, there's something that has gone, this isn't just recently, but 20, 30 years ago, labor was a huge section of you go to college or your labor or in the trades or, and you know, if you watch anything with Mike Rowe, he's a big proponent of it, but that's gone down where now everybody wants to go to college. So college isn't anything special because everybody's going to college, but now you're in debt and you're waiting for a specific job that doesn't necessarily exist where a lot of people aren't necessarily like, you know what, I'm going to go into labor. I like labor and I want to go that way. So that sector's 
you know, shrinking down and then they're getting picked off. And I think it will change eventually, but yeah, it never gets easier for labor. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. And, and you made a good point there about, you know, everybody going to college. Uh, we were joking about this every day, the other day, you know, everybody wants to be and, and marine biologists are going to hate me when I say this, but everybody wants to be the marine biologist because they want to work with the whales at SeaWorld. So you have 80,000 people yeah. that went to college to be a marine biologist, and there's only one job that comes open in 20 years. You know, I mean, <laughs> everybody wants to be the yeah. whale guy yeah. at SeaWorld. So, yeah, what, what, what good is it then at that point? So. Yeah, and I saw an interesting, uh, uh, not article, I guess, but story, and it was somebody who had gotten their bachelor's in uh, Egyptology, right? The, that study of kind of Egypt. They couldn't find a job, couldn't find a job, so they decided they were going back for their master's or their PhD so they could teach other people Egyptology. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're creating the cycle of more people. There was no job for you, but now you're going to teach, you know, classes and classes of it. So yeah. that's, again you find that a lot of times too, where I've hired people with MBAs. I've hired pe people with full degrees in certain things that couldn't get the job in that certain thing. So they went somewhere else. So it's very, very hard. And the, the labor pool itself is also pretty tricky. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay with being out of that side of the industry for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What do you find that, so you're in a new role now. Um, but you do have that experience. You're able to push that back into uh, the guys that are out there still, still slugging at it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you find is the, maybe the best experience that you have from your past that you're able to pass on to somebody else when they call you up and say, Hey, Josh, I, I'm having this problem. What's, what's been your experience yeah. there? I think, I think the best thing that you could possibly have is mistakes. Like, you know, it's great when you look at Facebook and everybody's, it's the highlight reel. That's what, you know, uh, Bobby Walker and I were kind of talking about highlight reels and you never see like, oh, me and my wife are having problems on Facebook or, oh, I have the stomach flu on Facebook. And, you know, like, oh, I, you, you don't see the bad, you only see the good. So a lot of these guys who are getting into business and doing it, when they're looking at Facebook, they're like, oh man, this guy's doing great. He just, he's doing, he's getting 150 bucks an hour he's making. I'm only making 60. Like, how is you're only looking at highlight, highlight reels and not the downside. So going through a business and having mistakes and learning and not being able to make payroll and, you know, uh, getting hit with huge tax assessments and all the other things that could kind of come up, you learn more from an experience on the negative side of thing than you do on the positive side. It's great. Yes, I've made $300 hours, you know, and all that stuff, but I didn't learn anything. I just went, well, that's really cool. I can buy something nice on the learning side of things, you went, Oh, well, that's why I need to change my tax bracket because of that. Or, Oh, winter comes and winter could be a lot longer than I think in Wisconsin. Right. So learning the downsides to things, I think really, really helps because you still have those pains. You always hold those with you. And, and that's where the strongest lessons are learned. Yeah. That's great. It's great experience. It's stuff that you can't, uh, you can't teach. You can't, you can't just yeah. hire a guy off the street and teach that. So I'm sure WCR is glad to have you as a, a person that has that experience, been in the business, um, has you know been there, done it. I know we sure appreciate you at AWC with your writing. Uh, you guys check it out. Uh, Jersey Josh, who's been in the last uh, several articles now, I think several uh, editions, last three I know for sure. And uh, we look forward to continuing having him uh, on board with us. So check out Jersey Josh's section. Josh, thank you for being on board with us today. Appreciate you taking the time. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
please uh, feel free to subscribe and also leave a review. And you can read us anytime at awcmag.com. Thank you.